Welcome to the Good Rookie Show. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookie. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's the Good Rookie Show. Yep, yep. What's going on, y'all? As you know, we're your host coming to you from Toronto, Canada, the 6th. It's also a holiday thing, I guess, right? A lot of y'all celebrating Kwanzaa. I mean, everything. All the holidays. Christmas. You name it. So, um, respectfully, have a happy, happy holiday season Woo! with family and friends and loved ones. We actually had the holiday gift drive, Fahim, that was concluded December 17th. We were able to give 322 uh, folks that are living in shelters and or are homeless. So want to thank all the volunteers, all the everyone who supported. Uh, just big up to y'all. You know, a lot of work went into it in the back end and Rebel Fitness helped. Uh, we had a lot of support. Good rookie sponsor, of course. And yeah, so big up to everyone that stepped up and helped us pack all those items. I mean, it was a lot of work. Um, but Fahim, you know, I, I was wondering about, you know, we are now coming down to like end of 2023 for him. This year, as we both know, has flown by. Like it has been legit a, a, a crazy year. So this trivia question is not really trivia, but I would love to get your perspective on this, right? So you have you're in a game seven, okay, Fahim. Last game, right? Who takes the shot? Right. So I'm gonna give you four players. Now, these players, to me, are, you know, coming towards the end of their NBA career. Probably all going to be Hall of Famers. They're all top 75 players, right? So, you got LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, and Kevin Durant, Fahim. Who you trust in, Fahim, taking that last shot? Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who's the last one? Was LeBron, Steph, Kawhi, and Kevin Kawhi Durant? Kawhi and Kevin all Durant, all champs. These guys have all won at the highest level. They've I... all they're all Finals MVPs as well. So you, you can't know, go I'll, wrong. I'll go with what my gut's telling me. This is my mm -hmm. first like when I heard the names initially, and I'll go with this. Uh, yeah, I guess there's no right or wrong. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with KD. Mm. I'm gonna go with KD. I don't, you know, I don't really have any stats to really back that decision. Uh, maybe if a few. Uh, he's 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 fifty five forty ninety. That, that's right. a good stat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, let me ask. Uh, where did this? Where did these four options come from? Was this someone's um uh, like an IG post or like what? Yeah. What, so House of what? Highlights. Okay. They had House a post. Okay. Um, actually, wasn't well. Someone tweeted out. So at a r k a a v s, he had a tweet mm -hmm. out about who would take this shot, and right. he was a tweet, and House of Highlights was like, yo. That's you yeah. know who y'all taking a shot, and uh -huh. a lot of the comments, uh, was uh, I mean, a couple of everything here and there, but that's why I wanted to know what was your right. perspective. Because, How about you? How about you? Where do you land? Yeah, my my first gut was uh, Kevin Durant, Katie, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, KD, my first gut, but I, mm -hmm. close second because he's done it before in a game seven, game on the line, um, in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard, that shot, yeah, it bumped, right. it bounced up and down, but it went in his eye. That's some good mm -hmm, karma right mm -hmm. there. Um, Steph Curry again, 
best shooter of all time. You can't go wrong with LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been clutch. He's had clutch moments in his career, right? But Kevin Durant, man, what he does is scoring-wise, whatever coverage they give him, it wouldn't matter. He's seven foot. Like, he can shoot over anybody. So <laughs> for me, it was more like, mm, if they double him, does it matter? He'll have a clear view of that of that rim, <laughs> regardless of that. But I'd again, like to- as we say, all four can take that shot. All four have taken a shot like that, and they can make it, right? So You're right. All four have taken it and all can make it. I'd like to, I would, add a fifth. Who would you add to this list? Uh, Kyrie Irving. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, when you think, yeah, yeah, super. And, you know, when we talk about people who've done it on the highest level, uh, what he did in that finals, I can't, I can't un- forget that, you know? So, you um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Yeah. yeah, people, some folks commented on Damian Lillard. Um, mm. yeah, he's had clutch moments, yeah. but not in the finals. Yeah. So yeah. you guys see how, yeah, yeah. 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 Every, every guy we mentioned have been in, a, in, in the NBA finals and have Facts. won. That yeah. Facts. So to me, to, to have to have your guy or what your player on this list, mm-hmm. uh, t- tell me if they got that that resume before we add them to. Uh, <laughs> right. How about that? How about that? But big up to that. Arkov for this tweet. Um, you know, because definitely the right curious question. Nice. Yeah. Um. So. In regards to a tweet, there was a tweet that went out. It was via the NBA uh, communications. So NBA communications, they had um, the most viewed players on the NBA's social this season. Yeah. I'll give you the top 10. It's really quick. Uh, So one LeBron James. uh, Does the amount matter to you, Nelly J? I mean, they're all... No, not I mean, really. Okay. I mean, but I will say this: um, the tenth viewed of versus like there's a big gap between. There the is top... that's what, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, let me let me yeah. just do this then. The so top two Le... is a big gap versus the top three. I should say. Then everyone else is just kind of yeah. Right. So let me give a range just to make it. So LeBron was number one at seven hundred fifty million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Wembanyama was uh, five hundred million. Steph is four hundred million. KD is yeah. He's tied, right? He's, I think he's tied with Giannis, right? Right. So yeah, exactly. So four and five is Giannis and KD at two hundred fifty million. Luca's at two hundred million at six, and then there's a drop from seven to ten, going from Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden, Chet Holmgren, and Jason Tatum, all that are hovering around the one hundred million to one fifty. Any thoughts on that, Nelly J? So one thing I will say, um, I want to highlight that a lot of these guys, you're either a really good dunker or a really good shooter or score, right? A couple of these guys have made clutch buckets or made clutch plays. A couple of them have had like historic numbers like Giannis with that big game that he had, right? And so these are all offensive guys. There's no defensive players on the top 10, which is kind of interesting, right? The NBA moving towards that, but this is number one. Number two there's a big popularity gap between LeBron, Victor, number two already, Steph, and then everyone else, right? Kevin Durant and Giannis, them them being tied is quite interesting to me because you would think Kevin Durant had more of a following than Giannis online, but it seems like they're tied. Luca being six, Tyrese, James, Harden being on this list, I'm shocked because, you know, I think James is mostly on him because, you know, like he was traded... All that trade talks, all that him, you know, like 
Right. I think that's why he's on here because of all that, you know, James Harden, where's he, where he going to go? The off-season, off season, Daryl Morey yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that yep. stuff happened. Right, so right. I can see why. Yep. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like Chet, Tatum, Tyre, everyone else is on there because of like, you know, a, you know the offensive, you know, play, right? Luca, we know Luca had that, that, that smirk, right? His smirk pissed off a lot of players. <laughs> he's like, I don't know why they're mad at me. I'm busting their ass. You know, like <laughs> Luca's funny. But now nah, LeBron, Victor, and Steph. Those little fan bases are huge, right? Victor, though, being a rookie for him and has more views than Steph Curry. This guy has only played three months of basketball in the NBA. That That is insane. That, to me, is like a phenom. And we talk about this rookie race. And I think Chet is, listen, man, for him. Remember I was saying, you know, Chet, those guys have no chance. I, I still think Chet is well-deserving of a rookie of the year. But $508 million? Damn, that's tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's tough, man. Like Victor has a following, a serious yeah. following, and All even right. now people are like saying, "Yo, like he's barely getting the ball." There's so many plays for him of Spurs players literally not giving him the ball. Like he's I wide literally... open, hand up, and they're like looking him off. We right. talk about Siakam getting looked off. They're looking off Victor Wembenyama. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. wild yeah. to me. <laughs> you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So now Victor has a following. He's going to be the next phenom. When LeBron and Steph retires, uh, the Lucas, the Tyrese, um, we're going to see. But now, like, I think it's interesting how they're all offensive players. All of them are they're either really tall or can shoot really well. That's mm -hmm. just, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's quite interesting, though. I am surprised that, um, you know, well, first of all, we can't be surprised. Jokic, to me, is entertaining. But he's not really on social media at all. So he won't get any views like that because mm -hmm. he's not really on online. But the fact that Chet has more views than someone like SGA, who is like killing man upon the court, right? He's going off. James Harden having more views than, than, than Kawhi and Paul George, you know what I'm saying? So this is really talks about impressions, right? People who are viewing you. And it could be for good or bad reasons, right? But I think most guys on this list are being viewed for either for good reasons, right? The one that may have, you know, the James Harden, that one for him, I don't know why. But I think it's because of all the, you know, he is a really good, you know, he can still shoot quite well and score quite well. But he has a lot of drama behind his moving to Clippers. So mm -hmm. and that first month they were together, they were they were really bad. So All right. <laughs> so let me ask then, uh, because you're saying they're all offensive players, but I see Giannis. Giannis, I would say he's one of defensive player of the year, so he would, I guess, maybe be the outlier in a situation where he might be someone who's a, a two-way player that's on yeah, here. Yeah, he's maybe probably the most, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing about Giannis, though, but he's still really offensive. He dropped, he dropped like fifty oh, plus sure. points. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Most defensive players in the league cannot score fifty plus points. They're like right. literally the most right. they score is 25, 28, maybe thirty. He's dropping and, fifty. You know what I'm saying? So. And, and he dropped 50 points. Like like that to me, I think he dropped over 40 last year a couple times. So even though, but, yes, he, he he can't play defense, I just think that his offense is why he's on here. Remember his dunks, his blocks, his like, you know, he's very athletic. He's a bully type player. You know, I think his offense is why he ha is, he's on the list. Like whatever I see a Giannis highlight is mostly of him dunking on someone or, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. an offensive play. It's not really him making a defensive stop. But we have right. seen some like rim running where he'll block one end and then come down and dunk it. You know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, yeah, so but... this year, I think Giannis's biggest highlight wasn't even on the court. You <laughs> you had gosh. it with the fifty point game, but I think him running to the tunnel oh, might man. be the the most viewed 
Giannis clip I've seen. But I do want to ask, when it talks about NBA social this year, do you know, does it, is it is it a combination of Twitter, Instagram, or is it, because it doesn't really It's stay all what of platform? it. it. All It, it'll of it, be okay. everything. So Okay. this will be, so this most viewed players, this is uh, pretty much a PR, right? Again, Right. this is all based on the what they've posted on their website. Because we're talking about like most followed NBA players on Instagram, Right, right? which is different. It's Right. two different things, right? Right, okay. Um, So this Uh-huh. is most viewed based on their metrics off of their site. So That, when okay. they're, so, so, so when they're posting a video, Yeah. which photo has more views, more engagement, more Right, whatever, right. right? So in terms of the most followers though, Russell Westbrook is top three. He has 23, you know what I'm saying? So like in terms of like who has the most like actual, um, like follow, I guess followers on, on Instagram, I'm seeing now that, you know, in terms of followers, LeBron has the most. He's a hundred thousand, hundred million more than Steph, who's about um, um, 25 mil, 20 mil more than Russell Westbrook, than Kyrie, Lonzo, Clay, Giannis, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, LaMelo Ball. That's the top 10 most, uh, that have the most followers on, you know, on it, right? Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball, we know why, right? Their brand, you know what I mean? Whatever. Clay Thompson is still a top six most followed player, right? Luka is top 16. Ja is top 14, but Butler's top 13. So it's funny how, like, you know what I mean? Um, the rookies aren't on the top follow list yet, you know what I mean? But it just shows you that these lists are, you know, that, that most viewed is based off of the metrics of uh, of the NBA, Uh, channels so so like it goes Twitter to or whatever it goes to show also how the Tyrese Halliburton this is how he's I guess his breakout year but you mm think -hmm. that the all season the sorry the in-season tournament has really helped and bumped him I think quite a bit well he, he broke I think I thought he broke out last year he was averaging a double double last year too but he got hurt so what what he's yeah doing now he was doing last season he was having 10 12 16 assists like he was doing that craziness And then he got hurt midway, and then, you know, the Pacers kind of dropped. But I think it's funny how they were on a high, and they're dropping down on, on the standings. They were like a top three, four team. Now they're like play in right now. So remember, teams adjust, and, and they don't have any defense. <laughs> so, like, they're not really a team anyone's afraid of. Like, that's a beatable team. So... Also on this list, I see Chet Holmgren. I feel like, I'll, I'll say it now, early. I'm not even going to wait. Coming in, remember he's out all last year. Big question mark with Chet for me. I really wasn't buying in. Um, two months of basketball, uh, I'm ready to hand in my apology for him to Chet Holmgren. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's far better than I was giving him credit for coming in. Uh, so just he's number nine on this list about uh, most viewed on social. But I must say for him, with that, it's kind of funny because they post more chat highlights than they post most rookies. The, typically, and that's what I'm saying, it's a skewed number because they're posting more Victor and more chat highlights. The other rookies aren't really being posted. They're not. I, I don't see no Keon. Like, I'm not seeing any big, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, may, I miss out Oster, the, the Thompson twin, maybe once. But then, like, the NBA PR, um, they have an agenda, right? Right. So most of most of, most of the clips when Victor's playing, there's a post about Victor. Not not even Siakam gets that. Not even Scotty Barnes get that energy. Mm-hmm.
know what I'm saying? But every time he plays on the court, they have a post for Victor of a highlight. So, oh. mm-hmm. and LeBron, same with LeBron, Steph, all those guys, when every game they get, they get literally posts on NBA websites and social media accounts. All I'm saying, the other players don't have that same type of um, energy. They don't get mm-hmm. that type of energy. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it is a skewed number because it's based off of NBA metrics and not like overall, like every NBA account, Bleacher Report, like, if they said, okay, views for all these players across every platform, that's a more accurate view of who's actually the one being spoken up about, about the most, mm-hmm. right? Where this mm-hmm. one is based off of who you're posting. So I post right. more LeBron James posts to have more views than everyone else. Right. There's a last one I want to touch upon is uh, is Victor. His, his teammates looking him off. Um, I heard about it just the other day. I finally saw it this afternoon. I couldn't believe the compilation of it. It might have been three or four. Like, I'm talking blatant. Like, when I heard it, I'm thinking, well, things happen on the basketball court. So maybe, you know, is, is being mm-hmm. on the outside looking in, you say, oh, that guy should have passed that guy. But in real time on the court, there's so many things happening. Perhaps he, there's two, like there's four of them. All four, I think he was definitely <laughs> looked off. But there was two in particular. I could not believe they blatantly saw Victor cutting to the basket. Hands up like this. Hands Aye. up. Are you seeing the same one, right? Aye. And, yes. And and Victor's showing him like just throw it up, and he He's looked. The defender. Right, he looked. He looked right at him, and chose not to. Like made an, another play. I was thinking, why? So, I'm just wondering. So obviously playing with Victor maybe is not easy because of the fact that um, you know he's young, he's getting all this attention, right? I'm also wondering he's young. He's remember he's not he's not American, right? So he's right. He's a foreign player getting kind of acclimated to to American living. You know what I'm saying? I'm just wondering if not forget the on the court stuff. I'm wondering if even off the court, if he if there's still like between him and his teammates of getting on the same page. Like maybe, you know, like someone, uh, you might rate someone what they do on the court, but off the court, you don't rate them. I'm wondering if, if if it's spilling off the court where they might see him on the court as a phenom, but off the court, they don't really rate him. I don't know because beginning of the season, everyone knows the agenda. Victor mm-hmm. is a star. You're right. not. Let's help him look good. Let's help him win. Like that's been the agenda. There's no way I'm going to work at a team not thinking that I'm going to be the guy. No, mm-hmm. Victor is the guy. Let's just nurture him, help him get better. And even all the players said that. So Chad, all the guys were like, yeah, our goal is to make sure we got his back. No one messed mm-hmm. with him. Like, that's been the agenda. I just think, Fahim, that players have their own agenda for their personal career. Okay. The Spurs were I, never on TV. They're only on TV because they're playing with Victor. These guys, right. this is the only time they're ever going to get the attention <laughs> in their life. So it's like, you know what? Let me pull up my game. Maybe I can get a sponsorship. Maybe I can get like right now. Everyone has their own agenda. It's not Victor. It's people's own agendas of mm-hmm. okay. Maybe the contract coming up. Maybe I want. Mm-hmm. Maybe I know the sport aren't going to resign me. Maybe I got to now step up my game. We don't know, mm-hmm. right? But I don't no, think it's yeah. a Victor problem. I think it's you, these these guys have their own agenda and they want to make plays. They want to look valuable to their coach. Yeah, and it happens sometimes, right? We see it happening on most teams. Some 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 players will look off. I've seen guys look up Kevin Durant. I see guys look up Devin mm-hmm. Booker. Like it happens on every court. I think it's just so blatant when the guy is seven four, hand is up like this. The friend is in front of him. He literally has an open lane. The rim is right by his <laughs> fingers, and you don't pass it. You just give it to someone on the wing. Mm-hmm. That's nasty work. I'm sorry. That's despicable. And, and what made it worse was 
Yeah. And Victor, he actually finished. So when for anyone who hasn't seen it, maybe uh so the guy's in the block, Victor has his hands up, he's running like to toss up for an alley oop. Uh Victor like shows the hand, maybe two steps, one step, two step, the guy's looking at him. I can't remember if he passed it away, but he made it, he chose not to. Victor actually went up. He's continued on with the play. He went up, he jumped, and he had his hands up and he grabbed the rim. Like it's almost like it, <laughs> He was making it known, hey, like this is the play that could have happened if you but just took the ball. Is, <laughs> but it's basketball. The taller right. guy should always get the ball. I don't yeah. understand this. This yeah. is pretty it was, simple. It was crazy. It was so crazy. again, I mean, it's nasty work, but yeah. Um, mm. um, for him, trust me. After trust me, that was trending so much, mm-hmm. and now people are watching, looking out for it. So right. if they right. continue that behavior, why would a coach mm-hmm. want you? You're looking right. off but, a seven four player that's at and, the rim. I'm surprised no. this is happening on Popovich's watch. A, a veteran coach like Popovich, I'm surprised that he, well, if, if he like if he's gonna go to the crowd and say, "Hey, stop booing Kawhi Leonard," you know mm-hmm. he's taking that kind of presence. Why isn't he not sticking up for his rookie and making yeah. it known? Hey, this kid does yeah. not get looked off, you know. But this yeah, appears, yeah. Get, yeah, okay. Um, but shout out to everyone on the social list, though. Uh, it, was, it was interesting. Uh, on the way out of this, anybody here that you think will not be here next year? It depends on who the NBA posts. I think. Yeah. I think probably going to see John Morant jump up because John's uh, back. Yeah. Right. And then John's I think back, we'll right. see more SGA because he's actually now trending more. So we'll see more of the guy. I think Chet and Victor will stay there. LeBron, uh-huh. Steph, Kevin Durant, Giannis. Yeah. James Harden. No, he needs. Yeah. Out. Jason Tatum. Yeah. He's he's the fringe one. He was no, the one. No, no, he'll be there. Yeah, because you know the like, NBA okay. likes his look. They like you right. know. And he plays in Boston. Most certain players, right? But I think with John Morant, I got you. He's, he's, I think right. he'll come up there again. All right, uh, Nelly J. Let's go to for the culture. For the culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture, and today we get to highlight a historic moment in the NFL, y'all. So first of all, when I saw this Fahim. I was very shocked, but I thought it was a great look for the NFL and for this team. So for the first time in history, okay, an all-black on-field and replay crew officiated an NFL game. Blackity black, black, black. Okay. The referee was Ronald Tolbert, and his team marked the first occurrence when one woman was on the field while two were in the replay booth. The all-black female officials were Maya Chaka, line judge, Artensia Young Siegler to the replay official and Desiree Abrams, replay assistant. We also had on the field officials for, for the Chargers and Raiders game. The crew were, we got referee, I mentioned him, Ronald, Ronald Tolbert. We got Maya Shaka, Patrick Holt, down judge, side judge, Keith Washington, umpire, Barry Anderson, field judge, Nathan Jones, back judge, Greg Yet. Total replay official, I mentioned Artensia Young-Siegler and Desiree Abrams as the replay official. So again, y'all, all black on-field and replay crew. And yes, y'all, so in the, in the NFL, of course, the replays happen for any for every uh, touchdown now, right? They re- review touchdowns, all that stuff to ensure they got it right. So historic, this happened, I believe, on December uh, 15th. Um, so it happened in 2023. Loved it. Uh, amazing, amazing initiative. But it's it shows the how far you know the NFL has gone to try to recruit and train people. You know what I mean? Train individuals to do these type of jobs, right? Because 
historically, that wasn't something that a lot of people of color, you know, were trying to do. So I think it's dope, historic, big up to the officiating crew for officiating that game. And yeah, like your thoughts, Raheem, on this historic moment in the NFL. Well, uh, yeah, with the NFL, it seems obviously come come a long way. Uh, QBs had a struggle. Black QBs had a struggle. Uh, Black coaches, you know, growing more but have a struggle. I never would have thought that we would have been at a place right now where we're going to have officiating all black. Uh, I guess my, I guess, uh, so it's obviously, I'm just wondering, coming up now, if we're talking NFL officials, like you don't just start as an official, right? There's there's got to be like a a, a a process in which you become an official. Yeah, you just right? go to you, you go to court, take the course, you 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 officiate lower level, right? So that, and, right, yeah. so that's what I was thinking. So on a lower level, I guess in the states they call what's it probably pop college, Warner, pop Warner, high school, and then college or high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those are people that I guess we're gonna see, uh, people who are fishing at that level. To see, okay, at least they got it at the highest level. Because it'd be one thing if you were to say, hey, you know what? They, I'm pretty sure this is the first all black at any level, right? So, I mean, it's cool that it's at the top, at the highest level, where everyone can look up and aspire to get there, opposed to maybe college I mean, football. no, like, I, I've seen all, all black officiating in, like, lower level league. You have? I think okay. for the NFL. Oh, yeah. Really? But I think, I, yeah. Um, all black. But, yeah, they're black. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, all the entire, like, the entire officiating yes. crew was all black yes like, yes they, the, we have we have black referees and we I, i've seen we've, we've seen all black referees officiating cebl games right it's nothing no but i'm, I'm saying? talking even see the the what you're saying about the um instant replay the var yeah but remember it, they don't have instant replay like that in in in, in a lot of college or high school games right they don't uh, have high school i know not but i thought in college yeah. they do have instant replay um no? depending not not all no not canadian not a lot of Canadian. No, no, I'm not talking, yeah, I'm talking Canadian. Yeah. Talking like, yeah, NCAA, right? NCAA. Yeah, but, but, you said get... fo- but you said football. I, I, I just said I've seen all black football officiating crews. I've never okay. seen all black NFL. Okay, so, so let me wheel this back. So, in the so context, if you want to talk about, about NCAA specifically, we can look it up. I, I don't know if it's happened yet. I I, I don't know. So I can't right. speak I, to that. I, right I think it'd be fa- that's why I was thinking I would be fair okay. to assume that you're not that, it, like I said, at the highest level, they've had an all black officiating and also you said the the var the replay like the the, the entire the, the, yeah, all officials so the replay all, officials right yeah. right so that's what i'm saying so uh at college ncaa even the big programs that have the, the instant replay and stuff i'm pretty sure that hasn't happened in college football before so that's I, what i don't I'm, know i can't i can't speak on that right i, I, can, I can't speak on something that i don't i don't know okay yeah well, i i would just I think it'd be fair to assume, unless maybe it might happen at maybe the uh, HBCU games, maybe a possibility. Most you know, likely, yeah. Black. But yeah. even that, I don't even know if they, okay. That's still I college mean, football though. That's still college football. Yeah, but yeah. And but I, I even that, I kind of, I don't know if, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is they had it at the highest level, which is great. It's the ones like uh, we're saying, like maybe uh, NCAA, the people coming up. I just want to see what kind of impact that's going to have for those under for them to look up and say, hey, maybe we can uh, keep this going to the uh, to and aspire to be in the NFL also. Yeah. So just so you know, there was an uh-huh. all black officiated crew in 2020 in college football. Where? 
in college okay. football in the states. Yeah, okay. so I was saying like it's happened before. I'm seeing primer replay for sure. They were all black, okay. eleven That's men good. and one woman. Um, uh, it's not. Yeah, so wow, it's happened okay. before. So it's not. So yeah. the NFL happened first time this year. It happened in college in 2020. So that mm -hmm. was a historic moment in um in football. And As NFL. I was saying, like I'm not gonna speak on it because I know. Listen, man, there's so many college football. Like I started watching college football a lot more a couple years ago, but man, there's so many games every week. That's why I was mm -hmm. saying I don't want to speak on it because like you just don't know. <laughs> there's so many mm -hmm. games each year mm -hmm. with all the colleges in the states. But yeah, the, mm -hmm. and also the Big Ten conference, not even like a smaller, the Big Ten. Right. That's a, it's a big conference. They had an all black officiating crew. So 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 when we're talking about the the people coming up, then it's those ones um, who are. Now they can they can see that there's more opportunity for them to not just do mm -hmm. college football if they like, but they can actually then go up to the NFL work, work in it also, right? Yeah, so, I, I look mm -hmm. at the names that were in that crew. There's no overlap. I was thinking maybe there's a couple guys that you know were in that mm -hmm. game and this game, but based mm -hmm. on the names, uh, no, no one here um, is the same as who I who I just mentioned. So, but yeah, I I, I think to your point, it's just really dope. It's trending to me. The NFL is always the last. Right. NBA is always the last, but I think college typically college will have something like this first before it goes to like the larger, you know, to see, you know, to larger market. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just historic. It's a moment. I think we just have to because, you know, stuff like this, they mention it. but you don't really get time to go like, wow, like this is happening. It's a trend. And like you said, it gives folks like, hey, I can't play football, but I want to be around the game. I, I want to be a part of the game. And you can mm -hmm. you can be. If you want to be officiate, you know, officiate, and as many the eleven to twelve people on the field, right? There's twelve opportunities per game, right? And they get paid really good money too, right? So yeah, like I think it just shows you that you know there's another avenue. If you can't make a football team, or if you can't make it, or you can't you know play, then why not officiate? So yeah, mm -hmm. big up to everyone that was a part of that historic moment, and of course the ones in 20, 2020 as well. Huge, huge. All right. Um... So now, DJ, why don't we close this out with our last segment? That's absurd. That's absurd. But he broke. What was absurd this week? What was absurd? So we'll go with that's absurd. No, uh, usually our absurd is a little lighthearted, little joke, but there's like really nothing joking about, about this. It's really sad, but completely absurd. Um, an NBA G League player, he confessed to strangling a woman with an HDMI cord. Absurd. 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 Yeah, I read this story in detail, right about the background. He was texting, they were texting in a group chat about what they want to do to her. Like, and the text that they were sent back and forth was pretty grotesque, pretty... And what's interesting is that he played in the G League. So he murdered her then went to back and played, I think he played two games after the incident. Like nothing happened. Yeah, this is absurd, man. Absurd. And absurd. he confessed. Uh, there was another uh, girl, um, his girlfriend at the time. But I just think this is an absurd story. Not a joking matter. It's unfortunate that this has happened. And it's like, how, like, how do you even do that? Like, how how do you get to that point? You know what I mean? Where you don't even... And they handcuffed her. She thought they were doing some type of, you know, sexual whatever. She willingly got herself handcuffed. And, you know, after that, it was a wrap for her. 
But what's mm. crazy that they drove to a liquor store, like they were caught GPS on every phone, cell tower. Like the police just found the cell towers and said that that all three phones were in the same same spot. It's like these guys don't know anything about like how they track people and how they can track that you were that person. Absurd. Very absurd Sir. and very sad. Sir. My condolences to the family who lost their loved one, man. For real, for yeah. real. Condolences. It's uh yeah, you know, we're clearly dealing with I guess it like mental health. It, it has to play a part. I don't see how someone can do that, go play game and and, and come back there, you know. So um yeah, is it mental health or is it like I'm I'm a sociopath and I don't have any emotions? Like he's no empathy. Like there's no empathy right. in the text. But like what I read was someone who plotted to kill this person for a month or two before he actually killed yeah. her. That's not yeah. mental health. That is, I am literally planning a murder. And he actually and yet and from what I read again, allegedly, so allegedly, he actually was trying to hire someone to do it for him at first. And the person wouldn't do it. So this was a premeditated, like, there's no, like, in, you know, like, typically mental health is for, like, the impulsive reaction, right. which leads to a death. This is someone that actually planned out everything to do this. So this is, to me, this is not, in my opinion, again, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a special, but in my opinion, this is not mm -hmm. mental health. This is someone that's just is disturbed. Right. And I hope her family gets justice. And this tied into to the basketball because he played uh, the Sacramento Kings G League team is what uh, the, the G League team he played for. Um, I just, I wonder how how someone can play a game. No, it's just, yeah, I guess I'll just land with that. It's, it's really absurd, really sad. Um, and yeah, condolences to the family. I just... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's why... I don't want to say his name because I, I'm never trying to bring a yeah. notoriety to that uh, guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the people mm -hmm. do stuff just to get attention. I, I'm not even going to be involved in that. But no, nah, this is a very green, uh, heraneous crime, heraneous mm -hmm. incident. I'm sure his teammates are probably also distraught because that's PTSD. Someone in your mm -hmm. locker room that you're cool with can do mm -hmm. this, right? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, everyone involved. I, I hope everyone heals from this. And I mm -hmm. hope her family does as well. Right. Right. I'll, I'll land there with that. Yeah. All right. Well, Nelly J, let's put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, guys, I have a quick shout out. Yo, college volleyball. Um, Mercy, we spoke about this before, but women's volleyball and the college level, pro level, they're just hitting benchmark after benchmark. And so... I just want to say that um, the Pro Volleyball Federation, which is the new U.S. Professional Women's League, they just signed their first broadcast partner, which is CBS. Wow. Um, they're going to be showing 10 matches at minimum, as well as the semifinals and championship match. So for them to be a new volleyball league, right, we all know, um, and, to, and to have already CBS a sports as a partner, that is huge. So big up to them. Like, I, I'm loving... Like everything, everything's happening around, um, you know, women's volleyball. Even the viewership um, is 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 also has trended upwards. So, um, for what they said last month um, in regards to um, they, the NCAA national championship had a record viewership of 1.69 1.69 million viewers, um, and this was a few weeks ago on Sunday, right? Um, so. Again, like shattering, man. This is just amazing. Big up to the women's volleyball 
uh, uh, leagues that's coming up, the college volleyball. Man, they're about to have a really good. I, I think this is gonna be a really good look, and I'm definitely gonna be supporting this this league. So that's my quick shout out. Nice. Let me pick it back off that shout out. Uh, that's that's amazing. Uh, we're seeing other sports, like for instance, uh, pickleball. It's uh, starting to uh, gain some traction, have some celebrity ownership in it. Also, uh, you know, we see um, uh, NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, they just had their first highest paid player. I'm going with, I think it was five years, 1.5 million from what I've seen on IG, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see that volleyball is partnering with CBS, and we already discussed the rise of women's sports mm-hmm. and how people are more interested in women's sports. Um, volleyball seems like a perfect opportunity because um, you know, women have whether beach volleyball, uh, college volleyball is huge apparently in the United States. So just to see this this growing momentum of, of volleyball, I think it really has potential to grow into a viable league uh, with the right partnership and right people around them. So shout out to uh, what, what's the league, name of the league? Is it that? Called, what called, sorry, it's called the Pro Volleyball Federation. Pro so, so P PVF. The Pro okay. Volleyball Federation. Yeah. Okay. P- yeah. PVF. Right. Yeah. Nice. All right. And on that note, let's put this episode in the books. Y'all, that was the Good Rookie Show. Mm-hmm. If you had a good time and enjoyed yourself, please like and subscribe. And don't forget to tell three friends. Happy holidays <laughs> for him. <laughs> on all platforms, if you're looking for us, you know what it is. That's the Good Rookie Show. Stay safe, safe out there. And we out. Peace. Peace.